Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hold on to your butts. We are changing the course of history as we see it. That is what Wesker demands. Now this affects Iris. Um, Iris, where are you? What you feel only matters to you. I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing enough. Iris, I have a tip for you. Don't take drugs! Or whatever movies with Wesley and Iris. What up and welcome to Halloween 2023 here at Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co-host Iris and I'm here with my older brother. Wesley. I don't know what that was. That was like demonic Sean Connery. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Today we're talking a movie from 2023 available on Max. Take it away, Wes. Evil Dead Rise. And so that voice was when Ellie pops out of the tub and she's like, they're like, Mom? And she's like, Mommy's with the maggots now. And it's like a demonic voice, but it's also kind of Owen Wilson. <laughs> demonic owen wilson yep do you think he did the vo like the adr for this nope but it sounds like him and he's got a weird like sean connery type lisp uh sometimes it's just like wow you know wow i can't do it <laughs> i can hear it though there's something in there so evil dead you gotta school me on evil dead yeah so evil dead as you recall, was a Halloween party movie. My, all my Halloween parties way back in the day were centered around a movie viewing experience. But but I would choose movies for their watchability and their accessibility, but all their, also their casualness. So you could hang out in the pirate bar or eat food or do whatever you're going to do. And uh, I think Evil Dead was the least successful you know, of, of my choices. It was so intense. The original Sam Raimi Evil Dead was so intense and so gross out that it was just nonstop screaming and dying and blood. And and I walked away into the kitchen and I distinctly remember you and everybody else in the Halloween party going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and it was like it was a party, but it was too intense. There's no part of Evil Dead that's a background movie. It's absolute chaos and that is why i chose it but it's not good for a halloween party the evil dead 1981 correct that's the original evil dead yes and in my opinion of that series the best i watched evil dead 2 dead by dawn constantly with Paul and like hanging out when you're in your kid horror movie phase, never bothered to watch Army of Darkness, which people love, but became a time traveling, you know, deadites, zombies all over the place, Ash with a chainsaw on his wrist cartoon thing. Spoiler. 
And then it just became dumb, which I think is Sam Raimi, the director of all three of those's biggest failing. I take issue with Sam Raimi as an effective horror director, judging by those later movies and by Drag Me to Hell, which I was no fan of, and then Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness that retained such crazy, weird Army of Darkness style horror elements that it was just unpleasant to watch. So I think he's best like Robert Rodriguez as a out in the woods, zero money, making this crazy low budget horror movie using his friends and makeup effects and real bullets for God's sake. They used like real shotgun shells and stuff in the filming of that movie. And they'd like run out of money and work all year and come back the next summer and film more of it kind of stuff. These are these on the ground filmmakers who have a lot of promise, but when you put massive things in their hands, maybe they don't know what to do with them. He's just not my cup of tea. And also producer on Evil Dead Rise. Does this movie have his mark on it? It has a lot of throwback stuff. The chainsaw stuff, the, the covered in blood stuff, the sort of manic, like when Ellie's trapped outside and she's like got her face through the crack of the door and is held back by the door chain and stuff, all reeks of the original Evil Dead. The uh, the goofier elements. Basically, when you say stuff and you're like, roll your eyes and you're like, that is so dumb. When she chews that dude's eyeball out and spits it into the mouth of the other dude, straight out of Evil Dead 2. And when I was 11, we rewound and watched and rewound and watched that kind Constantly, because we were enamored with it, that's 11-year-old horror movie crap. So now it just seems dumb? It Didn't it seem dumb? <laughs> okay, so it starts with The Evil Dead 1981, and then it continues with Evil Dead 2 1987, and then it goes Evil Dead Dead Before Dawn? That's two. Dead by Dawn. Oh, okay. And then Army of Darkness, and then Evil Dead Rise. That's Evil Dead canon? Well, the, the book or whatever talked about three iterations or three chapters or something. And by the book, I mean the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead. But there was also The Evil Dead about 10 years ago, directed by someone else. And apparently that's canon, even though it was just a remake of the first one. From 2013, directed by Fede Alvarez. Who is coming up with an alien movie. The next alien movie, Romulus, is also directed by him. That said, I went and saw The Evil Dead because all the promotional material said, The scariest movie you will ever see. And I was like, that is what I want from Evil Dead, not this Army of Darkness crap. And I went and I was very disappointed. Oh. Because it was just gross out. It was just body horror and gore and stuff. I mean, there were scary elements, but it wasn't the horror that I was looking for. And so I went into Evil Dead Rise with some trepidation, but I wanted a return to the Evil Dead is what I was hoping for. That said, Evil Dead Rise, I think, directed by Lee Cronin, if he were to make a sequel, then I would check it out. We have we have all of these like splinter versions. Yeah, like splinter it's like uh, it's like DC trying to make a canon or a universe, you know, like who's Batman? Who's Superman? I don't know. Let's throw a bunch of them at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you wanted to cover Evil Dead Rise. You wanted this to be part of our Halloween season. Why? Um, I had hopes for Evil Dead Rise, like I said, to be scary. And I want to get back to what a scary movie is. And I think this is an effective entry. And also because it's available on Max now. 
and every other classic that I have on our slate has just disappeared. As soon as Halloween season rolls around, they pull it off the streaming services, and they're like, oh, you got to buy that if you want to watch that. What are you, crazy? And then three months from now, they're all going to be back on streaming services. It's really frustrating. So that, and I like very much these contained single location quarantine wreck style horror movies where it's not a giant army of darkness in ancient Egypt or whatever it is. It's more contained, and the horror is visceral and intimate. Contained. Horror, <laughs> visceral, and intimate. Check. I figured out what I like about horror, or the kind of horror that appeals to me. Because my favorite horror movie is The Shining, which is also sort of contained. You know, they're contained in the gigantic overlook by Blizzard. They definitely have tidal waves of blood and elevators. Absolutely. There are, lo there are a few elements of The Shining, but I thought it was the atmosphere. I also love The Thing, which is atmospheric, and they're also trapped uh, inside the uh, the scientific research station. I thought it was the atmosphere and the dread and the dark lighting and stuff. I thought that was enough. And I admire horror movies very much like that. This is very much like that. And then I came to realize that what, what really scares me is the unpredictability, especially when it's layered and layered and layered and it becomes cumulative until everything is totally out of control. This semblance of control where things are familiar, where you're in your own house, and then everything, you lose control over everything. The original Evil Dead had massive appeal because of its utter chaos. They were in the little cabin, and then they unleashed this terrible evil, and then monsters are screaming, and they're all over the place, and they're at the windows, and they're in the cellar and stuff, and they're yelling and slamming and thumping doors, and they're coming at you from all angles, and it's just absolute madness. And that sort of total loss of control is what freaks me out. It's what happened in The Shining, in the uh, the bathroom scene, both bathroom scenes. He goes in and he's got the beautiful woman and, and it's all like he's living his fantasy and then it just spirals out of control. Uh, 28 days later, 28 weeks later, when they think they have control and it's just we've lost control and everything goes crazy and they're trapped in a dark room with infected and you can't tell anything that's going on except the screaming and the chaos and the blood gurgly sounds. That stuff's the best. Atmosphere, isolation, loss of control, and chaos. Check, check. Yeah, and this movie, I think, has all of the above, along with some dumb Sam Raimi throwback elements. I would add to it this idea of you think you know somebody and then you don't, or the complete transformation of someone familiar is terrifying, and also sound effects. Because you're talking about blood gurgly and stuff. Everything in this had a sound and a personality. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but when they get possessed, they get all crunchy and crackly and gurgly and creaky. Like whenever they move, their bones creak. Yeah, especially Ellie, who was all bones anyway. And the parking lot, the underground parking structure, fluorescent lights. I mean, fluorescent lights all already kind of have a personality, but boy, were those sound designed. The clinking, the tinkling. And, and those were demonic. The flickering. Demonic fluorescent lights. They were. They were connected to the spirit, weren't they? Well, yeah. There's no power in the building. Why are the fluorescents on? Well, it could have been like backup generator type situation. But they did connect with when the spirit was present. Yeah. And the, the elevator door opening and closing and slamming and stuff. It's just it adds to a, a layer of chaos in the background. For sure. So at what point does Evil Dead Rise reach its 
pinnacle of chaos. Uh, when people start turning up again, when you think that person is dead and that person is definitely not dead, I think it's probably when Ellie is trapped outside and she's screaming into the peak hole. And I love that the little one angle play that's go that's being acted out outside where she crosses the peak hole and someone shoots her and then she like crosses the screen and they're all mangled and the light flies all over the place. She's outside <laughs> screaming her head off. Bridget is inside doing the floaty ghost thing. Like when she's shrouded, when, when Danny wraps her up. You know, she's already dead and they're trying to contain Ellie, but things get unmanageable. Right, because then they've got evil on the inside and the outside. They're screwed. And I don't care about the stupid crunchy glass thing. I don't care about the infantile, like, you know, I don't like stuff in my tummy that's alive or whatever. It's more just nothing can be trusted and there's no safe haven because, you know, the evil's sort of all around them. Did you say peak hole? Yeah, peak. Is it peep hole? I always said peak hole. Isn't it peep hole? Uh, sure. Have you been saying peak hole all your life? Yep, peak hole. No, it's not a peak hole. It's a peep hole. Oh, wait. According to Wikipedia, peep hole, peak hole, spy hole, door hole, pie hole, magic eye, <laughs> magic mirror, door viewer. Those are all the many names for the peep hole. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it sound dirtier the more I say hole? Right? That's what I'm saying. I go with peak hole. This ain't no peep show. Peep, peep, peep hole. I like the fisheye effect, and she gets all up in the peep hole, and it's really scary, and she's got those crazy eyes. And you think when Ellie turns and she's got those crazy red eyes, you're like, whoa, that's kind of scary. She gets progressively worse. I didn't think she could get worse. She gets hellish looking. So more about the peep hole sequence. Is it scary or is it comical? It's a little bit of both, I have to admit. I just like the fact that it's distorted by the fisheye lens and you understand what's happening. And her getting right up in, in the uh, the peephole is a way of looking into the camera. Is a way It's not breaking the fourth wall because you're looking out and they would be looking directly into the peephole. But uh, it's got that element <laughs> of, of, like of, that. of her looking directly at you, which is freaky. Okay, because I did. I definitely had some hair-raising tingles up the back of my neck moments in this, but it wasn't during that. That I found to be kind of like commedia dell'arte funny. Yeah, there there are elements of that for sure. I just it was that's okay. We we're under control, and the inside is our safe haven, and we got to fortify our position and blah blah blah. And then freaking Bridget goes up and does a haunting in the apartment. The daughter. Yeah. When the daughter gets so. Why does Bridget get possessed? Is it because of the tattoo cut on her cheek? Yep. I mean, she puts the tattoo in her head. Ellie does. And then she grinds it into her cheek. So I guess the blood. But Auntie Beth and the little girl, Cassie, they don't get blood inside of... They don't have cuts or, or have blood get inside of them somehow? I mean, they're literally covered in blood. Yeah, in the same way that Danny gets the knife, a couple of knife wounds presumably tainted with Bridget's blood. No, because he stabs her with the knife through the sheet, and then she stabs him twice, and then he's a deadite. Is the official name, by the way. Also shows up in Cabin in the Woods. Of all the many iterations of horror things that can come after you in the cabin in order to orchestrate the sacrifice to the ancients, deadites is on that board. I mean, I imagine there's a whole lore, right? You mentioned the Necrominico. What did you call it? Necronomicon. 
They, they don't even say that in Evil Dead Rise. Is that just assumed? No, they say the Book of the Dead in the in the recording, but that is just assumed because it is Evil Dead lore. The Necronomicon shows up. It doesn't quite look like the one that I recall in the Evil Dead Rise with the teeth, but they issued an Evil Dead 2, I think, deluxe edition on DVD, and the snap case is all gross and leathery like the Book of the Dead and has like a face on it, and I was like, that is the lamest, grossest thing I've ever seen for a DVD. I guarantee you a bunch of people bought it and have it on their shelf. It's supposed to be cured human flesh? Yeah. So gross. And it, it, they unlocked it when Danny poked himself and dripped blood on it. So is that also lore that you have to feed the book blood before it will open up to you? I don't know. I don't remember. Honestly, the last time I watched The Evil Dead, which is so laughably bad, like it looks like a student film, which is basically what it was, like grease paint and white eyeballs, contact lenses. There's a shot that I clearly remember in The Evil Dead of like a, a moon like a moon rise or whatever, and the moon is in the corner, and you can tell that it's a cut-out plastic cell with a moon graphic on it put in the corner of this stock. It's like a cut, little cut-out of the moon that they inserted for the shot. It's so cheesy and so shoestring. It's unbelievable. And that's its strength. It's how massively effective and unsettling. Maybe not scary like in the conventional sense, at least what we regard as a horror film now, but Evil Dead is almost too unsettling to watch on a regular basis. For me, who's a horror fan. With Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this actually scared you? I had that excited. This jazzed me up, man. And it just, it devolves into a standard, you know, fight scene at the end in the basement parking lot, underground parking lot with the big bad main villain or whatever. And then it's dumb and it's gory and stuff. And they were really hit, still hitting after she becomes the Rat King. She's still trying to play that, you know, Bethy Boo, you know, don't please don't do this to your sister kind of thing. Still playing on the, the the terror of your family member becoming something other. It was just the the chains, the obligatory Evil Dead Chainsaw Gore Fest by that point. And that's not the strongest part of the movie. And the weird bookend device of the first scene in the movie being the lake scene, which is more typical. I think it's because it's more typical of Evil Dead where the evil is coming through the woods and eventually settles at the cabin. You're coming through the woods, but it's the drone, it's the misdirect, and they're in the lake, which is a much more typical Evil Dead setting. As evident as it is that I enjoyed this movie, 
movie. I think that there were enough unique elements that scared me and excited me and made me unsettled. This feels to me like a Halloween Horror Nights maze in the making. Like so many of the, the contained elements inside the apartment building could be replicated. So many of the set pieces could be the thing that jump out at you or whatever in the maze. It just feels ready made for that. And I like that stuff. Oh man, that uh, creepy elevator, so grammable. Grammable. Cassie sure didn't have any problem feeding her family to the wood chipper. She went all kinds of Fargo and was like, just <laughs> shove them in. By then she was in shock. And I hope she was in deep shock because Cassie's never coming out of this. It's going to be hard enough for Beth to shake it and to become a mother when she sees what's happened to the entirety of her family. Save for Cassie, but poor Cassie, man. That's trauma that, that uh, Stephanie is not going to be able to protect her from. Who? Stephanie, the doll head that she cut off with the scissors and put on that stick that ultimately went through Bridget's head and didn't kill her. Stephanie will protect us. She didn't call her Stephanie, did she? Literally Stephanie. Are you sure it wasn't Stephanie and you're adding your own twist to it? Did you not watch this with subtitles? I did. Stephanie. They broke Stephanie, right? It was bro the broken in half? Yeah, and then went through. they broke her when they were playing. And then the sharp end went through Bridget's head later. Right. And you knew that that was going to someone is going to be impaled on that sure. at some point. But I also thought Stephanie in some weird way, like a talisman, would save them. Not at all. I definitely thought that when Bridget was flying towards Cassie, that Cassie was going to like hold up the doll and then <laughs> Bridget was going to get scared and fly away. No way. Nope. She had to get impaled. Yeah. So there were the wonky rules like Ellie could fly and jump out of the bathtub and cling to the walls and she could climb down the walls when she goes through the cat vents and she could fall into the boiling bathtub and the bathtub could boil and she could pull people around when she was outside the peephole. But she couldn't unlock, she couldn't turn the deadbolt and Bridget could withstand knife wounds and she could fly in the sheet. But the rules were a little bit weird. So it's not out of the question that Stephanie would could repel them or could maintain some protective aura around Cassie and the rest of the surviving family or whatever. But no, I guess it didn't work. There were no magical saves, which I liked. Also, in the on the vinyl, when he on the record, he says that he tried to burn the demons, but they reveled in the fire and they danced in the flames. How come Bridget just gets taken out by the aerosol fire in the kitchen? Or Stephanie, but she doesn't. She comes back with golden eyes to be part of the Rat King. Oh, that's right, because she and Danny Foreman. Is this what is this Rat King reference? Is that is that lore? Yeah. So we saw the Rat King in Peninsula a train to Busan movie. And the Rat King I learned about because it originated for me in the uh, the Last of Us game where rats in real life, their tails get all entangled and they form this giant ball of squirming like rabies or something. And they almost <laughs> act as one organism and they're called Rat Kings. What? And so obviously no rats involved in any of these subsequent horror properties, but that's the, the general term that I'm giving it. Yeah. This is a real-life phenomenon? Yeah. I've never seen one, obviously, and I don't know how much they act in accord or whatever, but it's definitely a thing. <laughs> this is horror beyond anything in <laughs> right? Evil Dead Rise. Oh, my God! Did you just Google Rat King? Uh, the result of an entangling material like hair, a sticky substance like sap or gum, and the tails get tied together. Rat King found in 19, 1895 in Delfield, Germany. 
now in the museum, the Zoological Museum in Strasbourg. Wait a minute. The, the original Rat King is in a museum? That thing's definitely coming back to life. I'm never going to Strasbourg. <laughs> in, what? A similar phenomenon with squirrels has been observed. Oh, man. Well, squirrels, if those tails get gummy, man, that's a lot of hair fibers and fur fibers intertwining. You'd never get out of that. That'd be like a matted mess of rabies. In some cases, the squirrel kings have been found alive. Man. Veterinarians have had to separate them as the squirrels could potentially starve or be eaten by a predator. Oh, a squirrel king of six squirrels stuck together with pine sap was found in Saskatchewan, Canada in June 2013. All alive? Uh, yeah, it looks like they were alive. It sometimes suffers in the execution, depending on the budget. Mostly it just, they wheel it out, like literally, it's on wheels almost looking, and they're like writhing heads and hands and legs all sticking out. Um, this one was only three people, so it can walk and like no. walk on the wrists and hands and stuff. I think some of the neighbors joined in. Yeah, the uh, like Russell Crowe. She was getting some kind of weird or orgy pleasure from them all joining her. Yeah, I think they were just digging into her body and like grabbing entrails or something. I was definitely wondering what was happening, but they were basically forming their one organ. They were entering and forming their own organism. Yep. Um, that was kind of weird, but I guess there's precedent for it both in the organic world and in fantasy. So that's weird. At that point, we're just at the end where it's cray cray. When when the thing is turning and spraying blood all over the parking lot, I don't care about those elements anymore. That said, the blood does, does nothing to me. When they're covered in blood, when they're in the elevator and they're like, oh no, and Cassie's like, help me or whatever. It does, like, there's no horror element. I've lived with The Shining for over 40 years. When the elevator full of blood dumps them out, nothing. When they're the, it's spraying blood from the wood chipper, nothing. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of blood. It affects me nothing. Not at all. I tend to agree. That does. I mean, I'm sure there are some people who find that terrifying. But when Danny's got the blood falling into his face and he has to scream, I'm sure they were like, scream and squirm and writhe. And the blood's like falling into his mouth. That was pretty gross. Yeah. So nobody else in our immediate family will watch this movie. So why are we doing this? Why did I approach this completely objectively and critically? Because as much as horror movies are unsettling, and I don't think you're the biggest horror movie fan, it seems like you had fun. And that's what I was hoping and what I was sort of dreading also, that this wouldn't be fun. This doesn't start out in a way that I love. I wouldn't call the setup of Beth and her pregnancy and the introduction of all the kids, all of whom are annoying. And I thought that Ellie would be a super unlikely antagonist, but she gets, for how scrawny she is, she gets horrifying and unstoppable. Like she's blowing limbs off left and right and she's still coming. It's pretty scary. <laughs> she may be scrawny, but she's got to be at least six feet. Uh, I think it's just a gang. She's gangly. Five ten and three quarters. Well, there you I'm, really go. I'm really interested in height these days. Very tall. I want to understand the difference between like a demon and a zombie, because zombies I find to be terrifying, and the idea of anyone I know or love becoming a zombie is utterly horrifying. But why do demons want to toy with their victims? What is it about? Is it less or more evil to have a sense of um, humor about? <laughs> destroying and obliterating innocence. Well, the zombies, as we grew up or as they were introduced to us in the modern sense, were mindless. There's a blankness in the eyes because they're no longer your family. 
Johnny will come through the door and eat you no matter what your relationship was like before. That was a Night of the Living Dead reference. Right. Available on orwhatevermovies.com <laughs> or wherever you get podcasts. Our other Halloween series from past years. Evil Dead Rise and probably started in its most current form with The Exorcist, where Reagan is possessed by a demon, but that demon has access to all her memories and twists them. That's the original, for me, idea of someone you love and care about being someone completely different. Uh, and there's a lot of that in this, where Ellie is the demon, and is evidenced by the fact that it says the demon is saying these things as if Ellie, as if as Ellie, and uh, yeah, I saw that says the things that try to twist your perception of who your family member is. Ultimately, Bethy Boo says only my sister is allowed to call me that, and she understands the distinction. But it's a hard sell all the way through to under for her to understand that the Ellie that's being presented has no elements, no traces of her sister, despite the demon saying continually, Ellie is gone. She's with the maggots. She's waiting for you in hell, etc. So it's just the delight in taking that which is most important, the thing you love most, and twisting it on you and laughing all the way. It's one of the most unsettling aspects of this movie and of horror in general. But delighting in obliterating innocence and the people that you love is also very inefficient. Like, zombies get at it and they're unstoppable, but like demons, they waste a lot of time toying with their prey and there's a lot of missed opportunity and also that's how they expose themselves. Like if demons just got at it, then they wouldn't get speared in the face or, or, or scissored in the face or if they didn't like jabber so much, they wouldn't get chainsawed. Man, they caught them monologuing. Exactly. Yeah, because they got to survive. The filmmakers are relishing in their cleverness in trying to keep the audience horrified and not killing the people that they have pretty much at their mercy. Why does Bridget stab Danny in the arm like twice? And he's okay. She's got him dead to rights and then she stabs him in the arm. It's so we can hear him scream and so she could smile and laugh in his face. <laughs> so then in your opinion, what's scarier? A machine that can't be stopped, that will stop at nothing until you're dead or they eat your brains? Or a demon that wants to toy toy with you in your mind and, and, and play with you before they devour you? Oh, I think the unstoppable Terminator machine. It's actually better for me when these things don't talk. And the laughing is unsettling. And I'll give you laughing in the same way that when she leaps out of the tub and she screams, it's a movie trope, but it's also really scary for me. And them, the dead-eyed shrieking and screaming and laughing is the best slash scariest slash most unsettling part of Evil Dead and what I really liked. But when they talk and they say all the dumb stuff, it's not as effective. I'm going to go with it because this is not a zombie movie, but that part doesn't thrill me as much as as pretty much everything else. Like when Ellie oscillates between demon Ellie. There was some real Ellie in there trying to peek through. I don't think there was. I think that she just was using Ellie as its puppet. It seemed pretty sincere when early on she was like, don't let them take my babies. Mm, I'm not sure, man, because she used the same trick on Cassie or she tried to. When she was like, daddy's back and we're going to get back together and stuff. And big one, big happy family. Open up now. And you're like, yeah. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't buy it for a second. 
All right, I consider all right to be just a notch below good. So I'm going to use your rating system for Evil Dead Rise. And I will join you with my own all right rating. Official all right. What a way to kick off Halloween 2023 here at Or Whatever Movies, not only with Evil Dead Rise, but also with Wes's components of what makes a good horror film. Check out the rest of our episodes in our Halloween series this month at Or Whatever Movies or whatevermovies.com, 818-835-0473, or whatevermovies at gmail.com, at or whatever movies. What were all those things? That's how you get in touch with us. And let us know what you think about Evil Dead Rise, or just about or whatever movies in general. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.